0: Okay, Sarah, I let you take over the newsletter last week, and I understand it was a little challenging. It's almost like it's like hard to come up with stuff to write about every well, week. yeah,
1: I think I texted <laughs> you that evening It was like, Kelly, I don't know what to write about in the newsletter. <laughs> and I only had to do it once. So, okay, I have a newfound appreciation Good for... That for, for how good a job you do really of putting <laughs> that together every week and putting together all those links. And I, I mean, you did the links and everything too. So you did most of the work anyway, but eventually I had a glass of wine good. and came up with something.
0: Mm, I think we probably just discovered what makes it easier for me every week. Oh <laughs> no. Did I ever tell you though? I had this plan. I had this idea that we should have national spouses switch jobs day, like kind of like take your kid to work day. And you Ooh. should switch jobs with your spouse. And that would really help you appreciate like the other where the other person. Job. Yeah. So
1: we're like, so we did like, yeah. we did like a mini version of like with your, with like your business partner or whatever we're going to call each other. business whatever. whatever. We swapped. Yeah. Don't you oh, think wait, that'd be Does great? that mean that I get to ask you to like do the social media for, for live feisty and to post stuff on WordPress? And to make sure all the podcasts sound okay and everything for like. Yeah, exactly. I'll just do that next week and it'll be great.
0: Also, I'll just erase all our sponsorship deals. It'll be great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about Kelly's race in Daytona, bad race hotel stories, how to handle the off season, and are winter challenges good or bad? Live Feisty's If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ass Kicker Inc. Ask Kicker makes active wear for women featuring empowering phrases like work hard, play hard, kick ass, or strong women lift each other up. Ask Kicker Inc. also makes our fabulous Live Feisty tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So to order yours, go to livefeisty.com and just choose shop from the menu. And of course use the code riding to save 20%. That's riding, as in if we were, at livefeisty.com. And remember, I before E, except if you're feisty. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisty's If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in and- the. So Kelly, you had the last race of your season in Daytona. And I understand there were a whole bunch of things like logistically that happened there. There's some other stuff we want to talk about. But first, I want to know, how did your race go?
0: Oh, it was actually, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was perfectly good. I actually had a perfectly good race. It was I was fine. Like, it was fine. Really? But that's like, I mean, that's so like classic. You're like, it was fine. I was in it. I ended up six. But like, because, because of all the things we've talked about before, like the women's field smaller. So like you end up six, six is great, but you're like min you know, I was four minutes behind Lisa, 10 minutes ahead of the person behind me. You're kind of just like out there by yourself all day running around right. a track. Right. Right. So,
1: which is a different which is, which is hard. That's hard. You did well. 6th is Thank good. You. Kelly. Thank you. Sixth I is also, better than fine. I mentioned this
0: in the newsletter, but Lisa Roberts was who was right in front of me. Uh and she was in this running for the overall challenge standings, so she really needed a 5th place to like earn like 10,000 more dollars than she would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, running out of T2, she was 45 seconds up. Anyway, she was highly motivated by $10,000. Mm-hmm. I was not going to catch her.
1: Is what I'm saying. Here. Right.
0: <laughs> Right, yeah. And at some point it became clear that, yeah, she had a lot more on the line than I did.
1: Okay. What do you think the line for you in terms of like, I've been a racist before where there's different <laughs> amounts of money on the line. Right. This is like, this is like not in our run list. Now I'm just throwing this out there. You're just throwing this out. So like I've been where there's was $1,000 to catch the next person or 3,000 or 5,000. Like what do you think your line is in terms of motivation? Oh, any money. Like pain? any money at any all. Any money?
0: Like at Cabo, when I had the jellyfish thing, I was still in the money. Uh, for a while. And I was like, well, I guess I could just keep walking. Right. I was like, I guess I could finish if there's like $800. Right. Like I could finish this anyway. And then I dropped out and then it turned out someone dropped out ahead of me and I would have still anyway, whatever. It didn't work out. But like at Santa Rosa one year, somebody yelled at me that like, oh, the money was a minute up on me, which I was pretty sure was not true. Cause I had been counting cause we can count cause there's not that many women, but that like, seriously, I ended up catching that person cause they were, I was so motivated by the possibility of, it was wrong. They were not like, I was not in the money,
1: but I was so motivated by the possibility
0: of money. Yes. There you go.
1: Oh, how funny. I guess it depends. It's like relative to like how much pain you're in right? Exactly. currently and then how much more pain you have to go into. Cause I remember having to talk myself up on True. even something like a thousand dollars being like, okay, Sarah, like, but that was a, at a time when I'm already in a significant amount of discomfort. True, but true. I did talk myself into it for a thousand dollars. So good, I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. Side point. Let's side let's move point. Back to- the real point about Daytona
0: was mm-hmm. that it was like one of those crazy Florida storms. If you've ever been to Florida, uh, where it like blows in, it's almost like hurricane-like for like five or five hours, and then it blows out. Right. So race morning, they. We're supposed to start at seven at like six. They announced, you know, obviously we like, obviously this isn't going to happen, but it wasn't like the storm wasn't fully blown in yet. They just knew it was coming. So they announced that they were going to try and get the age groupers through super short swim and bike. So they'd be on the run by the time it hit. And then they were going to have the pros just wait. And we were going to like wait for a clear window, like sometime after 11 a.m. And then they were gonna put us on like a modified course, just like around the parking lot in the speedway. And then, you know, we were told 12, and then I like warmed up for 12. And then, you know, okay, this is actually really funny, Sarah. We were all sitting around this green room, like waiting, and we're told. So wait,
1: the age groupers have already d- gone? Yeah, the
0: age groupers Let's went? Done the race. So, they're, so that's what's funny about this is they're still like out finishing, and we're told, and we're supposed to start in like 45 minutes. So I got to warm up. And as soon as I walk out of this like green room that we're all in, I can hear this loudspeaker that you couldn't hear in there and the loudspeaker is going seek shelter if you are on course (laughs) seek shelter so I like walk back in and I'm like guys I don't think we're going in 45 minutes (laughs) like (laughs) that is amazing oh my god it was pretty bad so it got pushed back again and then like and then eventually it was like okay we're starting in 30 minutes it was like pretty crazy and we ended up doing like a modified course by popular vote, actually, of the pros, uh, that was two thirds length and was all laps around the day turn of track. Like we swam in this lake in the middle of the track, which is actually quite big. Everyone's asked that. And no, it didn't have alligators in it because they would have had to have like walked through security. And then we bike. The alligators <laughs> would have had to walk <laughs> through security. Walk through secu- People okay. have asked me this. So I just want to be clear.
1: OK. And
0: then we had to bike 15 laps around the track. And then we like ran like eight and a half miles around the infield. And so here's what's really funny about this there. Cause I don't know if you, I want to know if you've ever been in this it's situation already really
1: funny. Oh, it was really funny. <laughs> Carry on.
0: But I want to know if you've been in this situation. We ended up waiting around basically six hours of like the pros sitting around this room and challenge was awesome. They like brought us food all day. They had it like catered. They had treadmills and bikes for us to warm up on. They had this whole, and everyone had brought their families cause it was like the end of the season, Florida, everyone was going on vacation after So it was this room, everybody, it was too much time and the pros are all amped up. You think? And so everyone, people took matters in their own hands. Basically, people started having like their own suggestions and their own like plans. There was like rallying around different plans. There was like votes being taken. There was like a whole like pitch made by uh, Starkey about like what we should do instead. Which so, like, is actually, plans for the race. Yeah, like like the race okay. officials got up and were like, "This is what we're going to do." And then everybody basically started being like, "No, we should do this. No, we should do this. No, we should do this." What were some of the, like, what were some of the suggestions? Do you remember? Well, so originally we weren't supposed to do the whole thing in the track. That was actually a suggestion that was then like voted on and then taken to the officials, which was like, I actually thought that was, good. then there was like, well, like, let's have a shortened, like, let's have shortened part, you know, let's have a shortened swim. Let's have a shortened, but like, we didn't like what everybody's really concerned about was we didn't want to be doing a ton of turns in like the wet, like, cause it was still like kind of shit. Like it was still rainy and windy mm-hmm. out when we went and so people like didn't want it to be unsafe and so then basically that was the other major the other major mutiny was the women mm-hmm. like 30 minutes before we were supposed to start it was still like sideways raining out and we're like holy shit like we're gonna go do laps around a track in this like sideways rain with like the guys going by us like much faster right because they're we're yeah. all gonna be on the same track and it's like a two and a half mile track so then the women were like we don't want to do that And so then they, everybody went around and like, got like, oh, is everybody okay with this plan? So then we proposed a swim run
1: that got vetoed. (laughs) That got vetoed. (laughs) And how did you handle, like, did you not end up in a situation where there were like groups of men coming by you at high speed on a track?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what we ended up doing. It wasn't that bad. Um, It's a two and a half mile track. So it's like pretty big and mm-hmm. the guys who like 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 cam Worf passed me two or three times but like he's going so much faster than me it's just like not a problem and also like it was only the pros so this is the reason it ended up being um alicia k called it accidentally awesome it ended up being accidentally awesome because we got to bike you know the whole race around the daytona track like no one ever gets to do that and they're not yeah. going to be able to do that again because they can't do it with age groupers and they can't, they can't do it with everyone on feet, there. Right. So it was only 30 of us and it was 30 of us that like know how to write it. Right. Like we all like, let's, we all like trust each other, like trust our handling skills. Cause even at the end, like I still had two laps left when the guys hit the run. So they're running on the track and I'm having to avoid like hitting them, but like, I'm not going to hit them. I like, you know, it's, but the, like, I would not trust that with like more people. Right. No. Right. So have you ever been in one of these, like, sitting around
1: all day? Not sitting around all day. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard to imagine because... Or it's easy to imagine that people would get together in groups and start to make plans and, like, a (laughs) mutiny would arise. Like, Because I've been in situations where we're delayed for 30 minutes and you start to see how people just go crazy. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, people, oh, I haven't eaten enough. Or they're worried about, like, their warm-up and cooling down and then they're like trying to get their coaches attention, get the swim cords running up and down in their wetsuits. Like I just seen, I mean, which some of those things are smart moves, but like y- you just see people get really tense with the delay, let alone like a six hour delay. I mean, I guess you would probably relax into the delay. You relax <laughs> into it's the six delay. Hours.
0: Everybody I think went to sleep at different points. It was also, I think it was everyone's last race of the year. I mean, some people had taken a break after Kona and then this was kind of their like they were like doing like one bonus more before race. They, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was kind of like, there was an attitude of like, eh, like we're going to do whatever happens. It's going to be what it is, which I felt like yeah. was good. It was actually also really fun. Um, I don't generally like spend that much time just like hanging out with pros. I don't know that well. So you kind of just yeah. like hung out, talk to people.
1: And then how many times during that six hours did you like have a false start did you think okay we're starting now and then oh it didn't twice
0: happen. yeah twice twice okay um they told us to all be back by a certain time and then they made an announcement and then they said okay now we're gonna do it this time and then they're like no we're not and then they're like we're gonna do it this time um so i warmed up really hard once for like the supposed start and then they got canceled and then i was like all right i'm not warming i'm like that's, like that's it, it. that's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Awesome. So, and I, I
1: understand you were probably a little bit tired because you had an issue at your hotel too, right? <laughs>
0: well, yeah. So you think that you've had worse hotels than me, but I showed up at, and this is like, keep in mind, this is the official race hotel. It's also okay. the official hotel of NASCAR, but whatever. And so I showed up at the hotel Friday night from like the, all the, you know, the press conference, the pro briefing, like all the shit you have to do on a like Friday before a Sunday race. And I'm like, what is that noise? Someone's having a crazy party, like thumping, just mm-hmm. like for you to hear from like blocks away. And then we like pull the car up into the parking lot. You're like, oh, like someone's playing music. And you walk into the hotel, Sarah, and it, it turns your and hotel. You, and there was a bouncer. There was a guy blocking like the hotel from the club. You know, like a, there were multiple bouncers basically, and there was a guy running the elevator because of drunk people. And I was like, and I clearly was like freaking out. And everyone's like, no, 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 you can't hear it in the rooms. And you're like I'm walking in the room and the room is like vibrating. <laughs>
1: <music>. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> so you thought you had worse hotel and how stories. Late, how late did this go? Oh yeah. So in the hotel, so I asked hotel or elevator operator guy how, and he's like, oh, like four. And I was like, you know, that's when people are going to get up for the race. <laughs> like, Wow, that's and then I was like, plan. "Oh, well, is it like, is it going to happen tomorrow night too? You know, s- the night before the race, because Friday night, Sunday race." I was oh. like, "Well, is it going to happen tomorrow too?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, tomorrow's Latin night, so it won't be as crazy."
1: And you were like, "Oh, oh, that's all right then. <laughs> okay." <laughs> like, <laughs> so did you get any sleep? Did it actually? Oh yeah.
0: No, no. I mean, I was so tired because things have been crazy, but it was mm-hmm. a little. It was, and then you said you had worse hotel stories. But that's not actually my worst one ever. So go ahead. That's tell not me your what is the worst one? No.
1: Okay, tell me what I, your worst. I have worst one is. really bad one of them, just one funny one. Um so I went to I was on the British team and I, w- I was at the European Long Course Championships and it was in Sweden. And they had the hotel, again Race Hotel, had an ABBA cover band. Nice. Right? And we were on the second floor my friend and I. And the ABBA cover band was like right outside our window. <laughs> Like, like I was like, I could have spit on the guy's head or nice. the, Okay. the people's head now, which doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't sound a- on the surface doesn't sound as bad as like a nightclub type party. But <laughs> let me tell you, first of all, it's Sweden and they like freaking love ABBA. Like <laughs> this was like, Obviously. there were like a hundred people on this thing. And then additionally, because it was so cl- like, because of the proximity to us, like literally our... Like our beds were moving. Like I had earplugs in and I heard it like they were right beside me. Like the beds were moving. I just remember lying there and looking. My friend who I was rooming with is called Louisa. I remember like opening on our little twin beds, European style, small hotel room, like (laughs) opening my eyes and looking at her and just like at midnight and just thinking like, we are never going to sleep. Like it was loud. It was like loud. Like I've never had anything so loud in a hotel in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> like, it was okay. like the night before the, ra- the race and we were like, oh dear, that was my, okay. Well, that's my, how story. early, like
0: you did triathlon
1: in college or no, I did. I started being serious about it. Like I did my first triathlon when I was doing my master's, Okay, but I was like 20. Cause if you
0: One. did college triathlon, you have like a lot of terrible stories, right? Like, cause there's a lot of like, oh, someone had a house and we just slept like 40 people on the floor in a house. Oh, I have those oh, stories. Those. Like.
1: That's different than if you're trying Mm. to win the European championship. Right. Like, I have stories of being like so hungover that I like puke run 10K (laughs) of the local triathlon. I might still be drunk. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I have those stories. That's a different level of story. I'm not trying to win the race at that stage. (laughs) Okay. So here's my other.
0: Okay. So ignoring terrible college stories, because those just are what they are. Okay, my other awful story, though, because it was like I was in college, but I wasn't, was Santa Cruz. Have you ever been to Santa Cruz? No. Okay, well, Santa Cruz, people, like, think it's nice who aren't from here because, like, it's pretty in the area. But, like, downtown, it's... You got to watch out to not step on needles is all I'm saying. You see where I'm going with this? (laughs) Okay. And so it's also like all the nice hotels get booked up for like the big Ironman race now because like it's much bigger than it used to be after Ironman bought it. So there was like nowhere to stay anymore. So we book like this motel, like pretty cheap. It's fine. It'll be fine. The cops got called twice during the night for like different things like not the same person is what i'm saying (laughs) there was a teenage like a high school party they like clearly at one point there were kids running around i don't know why there were kids in this fucking hotel there were drug deals happening and the police came sirens blazing twice to arrest people wow yeah (laughs) that's pretty bad santa cruz is great guys you should all do the race
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe just ask you where you stayed and book a different hotel yeah. so anyway okay so do you know where ibiza is no okay you know how like off the southern coast of spain there's three mm. islands there's okay Mallorca, i was like is it by ibiza and ibiza <laughs> wait is it not ibiza, it's ibiza. yeah it, if you depends i'm i'm like i don't know that's oh like are you spanish. doing like your french canadian pronunciation thing
0: <laughs> here where i like don't know what you're saying is that what's happening right now
1: it was introduced to me as ibiza that's how i've pronounced oh it so this
0: is like spanish z okay yes i know where that is
1: <laughs> okay. That is okay so of those three
0: islands ibiza that's the party is the one. one yeah
1: i think this is the one that's the party island yeah okay and so we had again british british team i was on the age group team and long course world championship right Um, So this story isn't about my hotel, so I can't like cry foul here, but like my hotel is nice and calm and quiet. But on the the morning (laughs) of the race, there was the race, like the transition area shared a parking lot with this like kind of underground club that came out into the parking lot, like literally into the same parking lot meters Uh, away. That was like some kind of S&M club hmm. where at 5 a.m. when we came to put our bikes in there were like people in gimp outfits right (laughs) right. there were like people emerging one by one from this club and they were right it was just like hilarious and like i wish i could have a picture of that now of us like in our lycra because we look equally as silly right and then like these people like multiple i mean the like a gimp outfit's just one that you can picture right but like multiple like kinds of outfits with chains and various other things that i don't really know anything about emerging from this club so it was just kind of this funny like juxtaposition of like we we're getting up to do our our triathlon, our triathlon. us like queen, clean squeaky people <laughs> like these people emerging from this club <laughs> Pretty
0: funny. oh the best try uh just that made me think the best juxtaposition i had was i did Do you remember when there used to be well i don't know anyway the u.s open was in dallas one year they used to do this thing where like the best elite age group athletes they would like fly them there so they like this is like my First time ever being like put up at a race. So they put us up at this hotel that also happened to be some national video game competition, like with like teams and like big screens and like people. And I asked like, and anyway, yeah, I like accidentally wandered into it. And you were like, and they, the, the groups didn't mesh. I really feel like why <laughs> these groups should mesh, Sarah. Everybody should just
1: it should be more meshing. Along. Yeah. <laughs> the hotel should think that through ahead of time. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. <laughs> so
0: maybe it's good.
1: Maybe this way
0: people can get to know people that they wouldn't otherwise see sports transcend.
1: Right. Or when I raced in uh, Vegas and we had like casino in the hotel yeah. when you get up. That's another one. I think a lot of people have probably had that Oh you yeah. get up for race morning and there's still people like at the tables from the night before.
0: We had national collegiate championships in Vegas one year. Well, Reno, sorry to be, let's be really real. Like in Reno one year mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was same interesting. Thing. Same thing, same thing. So, but and I also got to meet a variety of people on my Florida vacation after Daytona. Ooh, because it's part of your off season. (laughs) Because it's part of my off season. Yeah. Do you like my transition? No, I was going with this because I was thinking of, okay, so my off season was starting immediately after Daytona finished, right? As soon as I crossed it, which was six hours later than it would have been, but that's fine. And then we like went, so we were out going to bars in Daytona beach, which I don't know if you know Florida that well, but it's not like my, by the Miami part, it's up by the North part. Okay. This will mean something to people who know things about the U S just so you know. Okay. And so we have to tell me, so we're like, so, okay. So we're going into like lots of these like random dive local bars and you're like, Oh, these are like, you were getting like kind of a trashy vibe, but that's fine. You're like, I'm going to pay in cash. And we walked into one and you're like, "Ah, I think we have to leave this. pretty sure we're in like the racist bar section of Daytona. Oh no. Oh yeah. It was bad. You're like, Oh, but then you're like, not sure. You're like, yeah, this isn't good though. You know when you're standing there in the doorway and you're like clearly out of place and you're like looking yes. at it and you're like, I think we got to go.
1: Yeah. I've been yeah. in that situation before. Especially if I'm with like you were with your husband, right? Yeah. If yeah, you're by especially yourself, if like, Or with different. women yeah. too. Or like with one other woman. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. we should go. We should
0: go. Mm-hmm. so but then we went to miami from there <laughs> Like my mom said oh yeah but if you avoid all the racist bars you're just gonna have to buy a whole lot of alcohol because you're just gonna eliminate all the bars and i was like mom, have we to open just, your own bar yeah i was like mom we just went to miami instead it was easier all right like whatever <laughs> like so we went to miami we like south beach it up then we went to like the keys because it's you know it's off season it's beach life
1: Okay. So you take your off season fairly seriously. I then. take my off season quite seriously. Like, do you do <laughs> nothing, nothing, no train, like no exercise.
0: Okay. So in terms of actual literal logistics, what I mm-hmm. do, what I did this time, and what I generally do is like almost nothing for a week. Like, which I generally, like if I raced hard enough, like I don't even really want to, like, I just don't. So like while we were vacationing, I like got in the hotel pool and like splash, right? Like I got in the hot tub. Like that is the extent of like the amount of stuff I like got in the ocean. Um, so I like nothing. I came and then I start like, and then, so usually I do like a week of nothing. Then I start like easing back into st- like whatever I feel like, which for me, usually I feel like running. Like I, that's just like what I like, especially cause I live where like the best trails in the country are. Right. So I like trail run usually when I, that's what I feel like commute mm-hmm. biking, that kind of thing. So then I do another like week or so of just like whatever I feel like like Sarah, I was going to swim today and I didn't feel like it. So I didn't. So there. Perfect. That sounds like a perfect off season decision. And then I start to like actually ease back in where I'm not on like a coach's schedule. Cause for me, and like, maybe this isn't true of other people, but for me, that's like a whole different level of like mental, like once I'm on a schedule, I'm like, fuck, I have to get it done. So towards the end of my like so I do a week of nothing a week of like kind of easy and then like another week or even like a week and a half or two weeks depending on how I'm feeling of like I'm training but it's like I'm making it up and I'm like so if I decide I want to do something different like I basically get almost back up to light volume but without right without a program right because a program which I know like this I assure other people don't feel this, but for me like a program is like a it's like a job like I'm like I have to do that so it's like a I need to take a mental break from like being on a program. Totally. What do you do? Or, well, I guess right now you do whatever the fuck you want to do, but what did you do? (laughs) Which I used to do. Okay.
1: Let's talk about, yeah, what I was training. So I learned, I used to force myself to take a complete break as in do no exercise Mm -hmm. for, I don't even know, sometimes for three weeks, especially when one of my exes was Coached by Peter Reed, and he used to really say that. So I tried that at that time. Like Peter Reed, former Ironman world champion, says it. I'm going to try it, right? So I'd literally do nothing for three weeks, and I was just so depressed and unhappy. Like that okay. just did not work for me.
0: Well, here's what was interesting. This is what I was said. Okay, in the po- in the newsletter, I was talking about this, and I said we are going to talk about this. Because here's what I want your opinion on this, Sarah. So usually. I have no problem with it. I can do nothing for like, I think like this has always been my, like maybe this is why I'm not going to be an Ironman champion. Like at heart, I could lay on the couch and eat brownies and watch TV all day. Like secretly I'm like a, I'm an American at heart. It's fine. But this time a week of nothing, like by the time we finished vacation, I was just like, fuck, I feel like permanently hungover. Mm-hmm. I felt terrible. And then I was like, well, maybe I've like turned a corner in fitness where I'm like, actually finally like, Like, I'm fit enough that
1: it feels terrible. That you're feeling some withdrawal symptoms.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, from the endorphins. Like, I know, like, I stopped doing that. Like, even my last Ironman of the season or race of the season, what I would do still is, like, whatever I wanted for. That was much healthier for me to do, to have an optional period for two weeks to four weeks, depending. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, like, by optional, I mean optional. Like, so when when I'm saying, like, oh, I needed some endorphins to feel good. Like sometimes that would look like a 30 minute run in a whole day. Right. It's not like, it's not like I would suddenly start training, but I definitely would sort of physically need those things to continue to be like emotionally, mentally happy. Right. Um, I was going to say stable, but I'm like, no, I don't need to be stable, but need them to be like, feel normal or be happy. Here is a thing though. And I've seen this a
0: lot with, I'm trying to think of like a nice way to say weekend warriors, but you know, People around people, mm-hmm. people in the space people. that they're like, they're like, well, what I felt like they're they're like, oh, I'm taking my off season, and then like what they felt like doing was going to masters and then biking like fifty miles, and you know what I mean, like they, what they felt like doing right. was basically the same as what they would be doing, and you're like, guys, this is not how this fucking works, like, yeah,
1: right. So then, then you have to, yeah, definitely, I I've definitely coached people. You have to set limit the other way like because physically you do need some kind of break to just recover from all the things you've done to your body right and most people in their lives need like they need a bit of a mental break they need to understand themselves without sport like (laughs) that like triathlete is only part of who you are so if you can't have like an identity for two weeks that's like not triathlete then you you got to start thinking about that also like the social factors too like if you have family and friends like those things need to be taken care of and i think like Sometimes I, or I think people should be willing to put up with a little endorphin withdrawal in order to, you know, take care of your relationships and that that will pay off.
0: Like I'm moving right now. I literally was like, I can't even deal with any of this until we get back from Florida. And now I am moving. I also noticed it is the time for triathlete weddings. Lucy Charles got married. Javi Gomez got oh, married. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of like friends of mine. Who are, this is like the time when people they're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Off-season. an interesting part of me also thinks like oh if you felt like riding 60 miles you like probably didn't go hard enough (laughs) (laughs) fyi
1: your race yeah because
0: like like, because i'm moving so there's this part of me that wants to go and do my favorite five-hour ride but then like literally everything else in my body is like oh god no fuck (laughs) like that's terrible like i don't want to do that right now
1: yeah yeah totally so totally so now in my new life, I'm needing to, especially because it's Christmas and I recognize that I need some kind of break. Right. And so I'm trying to forge like the best way to have like an entrepreneur off season, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's hard mostly because there's a lot of like financial pressures and I'm still like, how are we going to build this business in 2019? And like, I feel like there's always a thousand things I can do. So Kelly, how do I take an off season? How do, you do I take it? So as a as a wise wise and experienced right right that's why
0: I'm asking you yeah. I know okay so like I freelance and I freelance for a long time and I have just always like okay so my mom jokes, because I like this was the joke I used to tell her forever nobody answers anything on Mondays because they're still getting caught up and nobody answers anything on Fridays so basically I really only work Tuesday through Thursday. So that's how I feel about the holidays though. Like nobody answers anything True. like a week before Christmas, everyone's already checked out and nobody answers anything until like January 5th. So if no one's going to do anything anyway, I always just kind of give myself permission that like I might as like, and I'm like, and so, if- so and I'm sure you see this in entrepreneur and in your entrepreneurial life. There are like cycles, right? There are ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And whenever you hit a down, you like freak out, right? You're like, Oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I've like decided over the years is that, I know this time is coming right now. So instead of freaking out, I'm just going to like embrace it and be like, oh, I should make cookies instead.
1: Right. Okay. This but, is so good for me to hear. Because I also like I've already started to figure out like the thing about Friday, like nobody's responding to emails on Friday. right? No, they, so, they so, do so, not. So no. either I'll just take Friday afternoon off or I'll use like Friday, Saturday to do work that doesn't. like work that needs big chunks of time like Mm -hmm. if i'm writing something or i'm editing a video or something that's just like i'm in it so i I guess i just need to stop myself then on that note from continuing to work on those other projects i mean the other
0: option is that like you can jump on like there's also always people that like there's always a ton of things that you can get done like super last minute emergency shit that people need because like And that's another option, but that's another option, Sarah. (laughs) I have this like like this is not probably applied to you, but I have this list of things right now that like people want done before like January third, and I'm like, Mm. I could or I could move
1: my house. Yeah, so So got to focus on moving right now. Probably, probably. It's not fun, but it is what it is. Okay, and something that I'm not sure either of us will be doing, but we're going to talk about after the break are winter challenges. So like you know when people try to swim a certain number of kilometers or miles in a month or bike a certain number of miles what's the point point? and are we going to do it and we're going to talk about it all after this we would like to thank ask kicker inc for supporting the podcast and remember to go to livefeisty.com click on shop and use the code riding to order your live feisty tanks tees hoodies and leggings follow at if we were riding on facebook instagram and twitter and subscribe to our feed on itunes or wherever you listen if we were writing is produced by live feisty media and is hosted by kelly o'mara and me sarah gross our awesome editor is aaron hamilton my tongue my tongue of you people can tell me to stop this time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in a day to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so
0: ruthless. Okay, so there's all kinds of winter challenges like some of the most common are run streaks, you know, trying to run every day of like the month between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, a lot of people try to hit like a certain number of miles. Um, USA triathlon does this over the winter where like one month's bike month, one month's run month, one month swim month. And like, it's all about like, it's all about like your club. There's like a club competition in the club that gets the most mile, whatever. I'm trying to think what other, well, there's like other ones that are like, like Lindsay Corbin said she's trying to swim a hundred thousand meters this month or something. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of like, like ones you can make, there's Everesting where people try to bike the elevation equivalent of like up and I've seen that a bunch. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ones you can do and you basically do it because it gets you through like the shittiest, coldest, wet, like darkest time of the year when you have like no other reason to fucking train. Right. Like that's, that's why. Have you ever done one? okay so this is this is like i feel like a good example of why they're a bad idea so like last year a bunch of people uh on smash fest queen were gonna do a run streak and i was like that sounds great like that's really fun i really like all these girls like that's cool i should like i can run like a couple miles right. like it's like a minimum of like a mile i think when you're doing a run streak is usually the rule oh, okay so i was mm-hmm. like i can do this and then i had this like that heart procedure and oh. um or no, they wanted to do a plank challenge. That's what it was. They wanted to do a plank challenge where you like build up your plank anyway. But then I had the heart procedure and like, I would have bled out if I like kept doing it. So I didn't. So I basically was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm out. Sorry. Like And then like, I never got back into it. So you need to, is my point here. Always take your larger health into consideration.
1: Right. right. Okay. So don't bleed out during yeah. the plank challenge. If you have, here's another, if you have a broken foot right don't do the run challenge. don't do the run
0: challenge mm-hmm. so yeah i think like obviously and we talked about this over and over like this very fine line in everything we do between stupid and like tough right obviously mm-hmm. so like there are huge valid like i get that there's totally a value in like getting out the door and running every day even when like it seems like fucking stupid at 10 30 at night after you get home to just like go and do your two right like that's not like all reasonable arguments would be like, that's a dumb idea. But like, there is a value in that. And I get that. Totally get that. But obviously, like, don't hurt. Like, you got to have, like, the capacity to do it. If you've never swum, you maybe shouldn't try and swim 20,000 yards. Right? Like, you need
1: to, you need to, like, build into it. True. That's true. So it has to be, all factors have to be taken into account. Yes. I've actually never done a challenge. Really? Um, largely because of, I've, like, most of my adult life, been a professional athlete so I'm more just like hey coach tell me what I need to do to get better and believe me like it's never been you need to run every single day like sometimes it's been you run six times a week and here are the sessions right right (laughs) no problem or like now I actually run every day but I've I've never made it like an official thing
0: I know I actually this is like I'm actually pretty sure I need to get up to swimming six or seven days a week because Sarah Sarah, my swim is hurting me in races. I'm swimming so fast in the pool and it's not translating and I'm not making the front group and it's fucking up my whole race. So I need to fu- anyway.
1: Anyway. You do. I think that's a great idea. So, FYI. but that's
0: not like a challenge. It's just like a, yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> so but I have to build up, I can't just like tomorrow be
1: like, oh, I'm going to swim seven. Yeah. Seven days Although like, week. so I have to say like now that I'm retired, if someone came to me with a challenge that I liked and it was a you just it where we were yeah. keeping each other accountable yeah. and it was fun. Like I, I get it you know? Yeah. I mean, I think this I is like, that. I
0: think as with all things. It's like, you should do what you think is fun. And if you're just like enjoying yourself, that's good. But like, you shouldn't hurt yourself. And obviously like performance goals, do not always like go hand in hand with my husband. One time said you can have workouts be good for your training, social or convenient pick two. So, Oh, occasionally he says something wise. He says a lot of things. He's got to hit on something good. I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be
1: reaching the top. We reaching the top. We reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.